Hey, Hare Krishna, Hare Ball, everybody, and welcome to episode um, 10 of Jivadoya Talks. First of all, I want to open up with a huge thanks to all of you guys for for the love and support um, on the last episode with Mamal Thakur. Your DMs and questions have been pouring in, and I don't know, I'm just, I'm really grateful for that. And I think uh, it's clear that we're building an honest Sangha right here. And yeah, that's exactly what this project is all about. So last time we dug deep into the need of um, yeah, a spiritual community with authentic uh, mm, behavior or authentic values. And we also talk about how sometimes, especially in spiritual circles, there's this one size fits all approach. And I mean, you know, like how everybody's supposed to fit um, this predefined mold of what a good devotee is or what a good devotee looks like and but i don't know like just let, let's be real life is not that simple right and and neither our spiritual journey so today i thought of just diving a little bit deeper and uh talking about something we often overlook which is the power or the necessity of rejection in our spiritual lives and yeah let's let's get it on i just already have my notes here just in case i forget anything but um yeah all right first things first um let's get into the meat of the topic oh gosh i shouldn't have said meat We're vegetarians let's get into the most important uh part of this conversation so we often talk about how um or what to embrace on our spiritual journey right like all of this accept everything that is favorable and reject everything that is not but we often don't really talk about the need to reject we just like categorize everything that isn't spiritual as those things that need to be rejected but rejection is not just about what we bring into our lives but also what we actively choose to keep out i don't know if that makes sense but you know in our spiritual spiritual texts in the Shastra, there's, you know, there's this concept of Anukul and Pratikul, accepting and rejecting, um, which is what I said before about, um, yeah, basically accepting what's favorable and rejecting what is not. But I think what I wanted to speak about is not just about the part of saying yes, that yes to everything that comes uh, in our way, but about discernment about making choices that align with our spiritual goals um i don't know for for those of you who are in the telegram reading group and if you're not you should totally subscribe um we have been diving into this idea from follow the angels book by Srila shridhar maharaj and a couple of days back i was reading something about um the importance of understanding the mood of 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 the vaishnav or or basically how a genuine Vaishnava, uh, how, how a devotee looks like and knowing how to identify these personalities and also what our prayer should be or what our mood should be in order for us to meet them. So I think what I wanted to say, but I didn't on the group and I'll, I think I'll bring it up now, is, is not just about following anyone who looks the part, but also about following those devotees who truly embody 
the spiritual qualities we aspire for. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's just, I think what I wanted to speak about today is just about um, how to say no in a way that actually enrich our spiritual life. So, yeah, let's talk about some of the issues that we face uh, in regards to this. I think um, one example that I brought up a couple of days back with someone who uh, uh, DM me about a particular problem they were having in their community <clears throat> and about how this person was disappointed after finding something about their leader or whatever. But I think especially when we're new to the spiritual community, you know, we walked into the temple and it's like we've entered this utopia where everything's perfect and where everybody seems to be, I don't know, just like spiritually realized. And you immediately start thinking that you're not, you're like you're the only one who's not there yet, whatever that means. Um, I mean, yeah, by association, we as the outsider see that everybody who is sitting around the speaker um, or facing the deities or, you know, dancing in Kirtan ecstatically, like they like to say, um, it's automatically a devotee. And I know that by certain definitions, you know, anyone who has uttered the name of the Lord once is to be considered a devotee, etc. But if, you know, if we get a little deeper, um, we can see that that is not often the case. And we're all struggling with different things, with different challenges, different anarthas. And I think we need to be aware of that. That, um, yeah, not everybody else, uh, sorry, not everybody within that spiritual circle is on that same level. And, you know, sometimes the, the higher ups can take advantage of that perception, take advantage of our innocence, you know. Um, and yeah they can make you feel like you got to catch up fast and they make you feel they might make you feel bad for not being up to par and a lot of the things that we discussed in the previous podcast can happen <clears throat> but within every spiritual community we've, we've we've got all kinds of struggles you know there's possibly that one guy who's you know still struggles with um, pornography or that brahmachari who's questioning his sexuality or you know abusing his uh, ashram mates or that leader on an ego trip or, or or that kirtaniya who thinks that he's the next big thing and there's that then there's also that whole us versus them mentality and i think i brought it up on the previous episode i can't remember but it's this concept of or this vision or idea that if you're not in our sangha if you're not in our temple if you're basically if you're not part of our group um you are basically a karmi an outsider you're bad um it's 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 that you know you're either a sinner or a saint and there's never in between and i think that Again, I can't remember if I brought this up in the previous podcast episode, but this kind of black and white thinking doesn't really leave room for growth or even, you know, admitting to our shortcomings. So it makes it really difficult for us to just open up, which is, uh, 
the whole point of what we were discussing with Mamu about um, having these conversations. And then there's also this, you know, we, we tend to see the two extremes in devotee communities. Like on, on one hand, you see you have the fanatics who make you feel like crap for not following every rule. And actually I've been getting DMs on, on certain cases where leaders are making uh, some of you guys feel bad for not, I don't know, for not being able to follow a codice or just not being up to that standard that everybody supposed or expected to be at a, at a certain time. And yeah, on the other end of the stick, you have the kind of like the new agey sentimental bhakta who just tells you that, hey, you know, it's okay, you don't need to do anything. Um, it's okay if you don't chant your rounds uh, or do absolutely nothing to change your life because you don't need to get rid of your anartas because you are beautiful the way you are and God loves you that way. That's the other, yeah, the other extreme, I would say, of the, the whole, this, yeah, this conversation. But <clears throat> look, just in connection to that, rules and regulations are there for a reason. They are the highest ideal, the standard that we should strive for, I would say. They, they serve as a guide and sometimes also uh, as a wake-up call, you know, to know where we are placing our consciousness. But obviously, we can't expect everybody to change at the same time. Um, we got to be really honest with ourselves and aware that, that the journey is, is individual um, with our own particular challenges. Uh, but yeah, we also got to be real about where we're at we're in, in the point where we're worshiping right now and what we're struggling with and at the same time be uh, honest with what we can realistically do and what we can realistically <coughs> realistically take on sorry so yeah i mean what i'm trying to say is that your spiritual journey is 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 individual as it's yours and we're all at different stages with our different challenges and Obviously, as we progress um, in our journey, yeah, um, we will have different challenges and also our needs will change. So we will definitely need more um, personalized guidance. So that's why it's really important to find a, a spiritual master or a mentor or, or yes, yeah, somebody that gets you and that can encourage you without you know basically without that, that can guide you without judgment which is again something we were speaking last time and i often hear of stories of devotees who've taken shelter of a particular spiritual master just because of some sentimental reason like oh my gurudev is good with children oh my gurudev is so uh, such a nice singer and we don't really we haven't really connected in that personal level or we might just take initiation from someone who might um, force us to renounce a lot of things we're not ready to. And of course, I mean, nobody's, nobody's ready to renounce anything, but there's gradations of gurus according to all our different needs. I'm not gonna get into that, but again, we have to, uh, the whole point of this is that you have to be aware and you have to make an effort to just not accept everything immediately and think that oh everybody's a pure devotee um everybody who's dressed the same way and speaks the same way and this you know doing all following everything means that 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 person is a self-realized soul or this person travels to this place and speaks on this topics 
you know that must mean that he's a uh, etc i think you get the point but i think on that on that on that note what i'm trying to say is that we have to just be aware and 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 be very mindful of our association and who you're hearing from another topic in in connection to this whole uh rejection topic is that running away from discomfort is not the solution and i know this is like this can open a whole different can of worms and i guess this also deserves a separate subject but it just came to my mind because yeah i'm speaking about rejecting um yeah learning to reject what doesn't serve our spiritual journey is a skill and it's a skill that we really got to learn we need to sharpen that skill as we move forward because yes this is the connection before i just lose my my thought if everyone in the community becomes a yes man or if if yeah if the community or the leadership um manipulates everybody to become a yes man then we are going to be setting ourselves up for failure we will progressively be more and more scared of you know to have our own opinions our own criteria and yeah let's just pause for a second on this idea of running away from discomfort i mean nobody wants to not be comfortable nobody wants discomfort again nobody wants to give up everything renounce but yes yeah, thinking that we deserve to always be joyful and happy in our spiritual journey and i know that you know the bodies speak about this always oh, joyfully perform every step is a dance and all that but that doesn't mean that we're not to face challenges and that means that some will have some uh yeah crappy days in our in our attempt to become devotees in fact the the more sincere we practice all of these on our this this is what i discussed i think two episodes ago the more we practice um the more these things are going to start coming out and we got to be prepared we got to be ready to accept um our crap and that's not really a comfortable position to be in and that's why sometimes we seek to get a, a, attracted or to get attached to the cool things of the spiritual process just so that we don't have to deal with the crap just so we don't have to deal with ourselves but i think that thinking that we deserve to always be happy and never face challenges is a it's also it's also like a form of entitlement and i just like i said before life is not easy and neither is our spiritual journey we're trying to to change uh, or get rid of layers and layers of nonsense and we're just so conditioned so <clears throat> it is it's not of course yeah it is joyfully performed but that doesn't mean that we don't have to put on the work it's there are very difficult parts of our spiritual journey that require acceptance um um of our shortcomings with like just like walking with open honesty so 
when we are afraid, when we're averse to discomfort, we're setting up our, uh, ourselves up for failure. Just something a little bit more on that. Um, why? Because we start to think that we should accept everything. We should accept everybody because um, everything in the spiritual society is perfect. And we have created this utopia, right? From what I was speaking just earlier on, on based on our perception of our first, you know, our baby steps into the spiritual community. So because we have this idea that everything has to be perfect, we just um, avoid confrontation. We avoid making others feel bad. We avoid questioning things. Um, but yeah, just I want to make this point very clear, like having your own opinions um, and criteria doesn't mean that we're picking up fights or we just want to be argumentative or you know it's 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 part of it's part of being authentic it's part of the spiritual journey and if we all just yes prabhu yes mataji and if, if we just accept everything without questioning we're not just doing a disservice to ourselves but we are um, doing a disservice to the whole community because we then create this environment where no one is allowed to question anything and and we need that to grow to evolve um that's not what the spiritual process is all about and spiritual spirituality is about seeking uh the truth even when the truth is not really palatable when the truth is uncomfortable we should that should be our goal to always meditate on the truth and just feeling uncomfortable it's part of the deal it's it's part of growth it's part of authenticity and it's definitely a part of 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 spiritual or, or, or of our spiritual journey sorry <clears throat> and i don't know just about the whole questioning thing um i remember talking to someone a couple of days back about accepting uh things just blindly because our leaders tell us that it's what's good for us um it's just look like our, our whole spiritual life kicks off with the whole inquiry right remember that that verse that whole brahma igyasa you know the whole now it's time to inquire about the absolute truth now it's, it's time to inquire about the absolute reality we you know the bhagavatam teaches us to 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 um seek the truth so how it is why is it okay to ask all these questions when you're new but once you're part of the 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 yeah the society you're not encouraged to 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 ask questions to 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 just yeah to question things to ask your superiors and sometimes you might even be made um yeah they you they can make you feel bad for questioning because that just you know how it is you know it's there it's written you like i feel that <clears throat> what i'm trying to say is that um the the spiritual leader in any position he or she occupies within the hierarchy must uh be equipped to clear your doubts whatever there whatever they might be and um if if he or she can't do that then th the honest thing is to um guide you to or take you to someone else who can answer your spiritual uh, your spiritual questions 
So <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I, I'm not trying to speak about just about the philosophy part, but in general, if something feels off and if our leaders, if we see that our leaders aren't stepping up, um, I want to say that we should be able to, to hold them accountable. But just hearing the sound of that, it just sounds like a utopia in itself, right? I don't know. I feel that at some point we should do that, but I don't know. I think the problem lies on the fact that we're also afraid to shake things up because we want to maintain the status quo. Maybe because I don't know, Loki Agahenge, what it's you know, what people are gonna say about. But that's not where growth happens. And that's why it's important to be aware. The sermon is the sermon, sorry, is the key. We gotta be selective. Um, even within our own spiritual circles. Again, this whole talk started about accepting and rejecting. But what I'm trying to say is that rejection is not only about the outside world, the non-devotees, but also within our spiritual sanghas. If you find yourself in a toxic environment, in a toxic sangha, I think you should have enough brain matter to know that it's time to take a step back and reassess so yeah we talked briefly about problems and just the reality of it all but i also want to get into the consequences like what happens if we don't address these things so first up <clears throat> first up is the the whole emotional toll um because we were talking about this in the previous episode about this 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 is you know the guilt and the manipulation the the spiritual abuse all these things start bottling up and you might feel within you that oh there's something off here that feels wrong but because we're not encouraged to question because the society or my sangha is set up in a way that if i raise my voice i might be i, I might get kicked out at some point that just it's just gonna mess you up emotionally and yeah, I mean, even especially when your mate mate feel like you're not um, you're not enough, you're not up to part, um, or you're less of a devotee because you're the one who's questioning things, and or because you don't fit that the particular robotic mold. But that's not okay, dude. And yeah, there's that. Then there's like there's um how do you call that stagnation? I think that's the right word. Like if you're not questioning things, what what happens is that. Um, you are not pushing your boundaries. You're, and when you're doing that, you're not growing. You're stuck. And nobody wants to be stuck, man. Like, especially not on, on, on spiritual life, not on the spiritual journey that it's all about growth and a progressive evolution of consciousness. So there's that. And then there's resistance. Like, of course, sometimes our communities might not be open to change, might not be ready to accept these things because everybody's caught up in their own ways and, and in their own old ways. And I guess that can be also frustrating. But just because the community isn't open to change, that doesn't mean we can't change. Remember what I was saying earlier that our spiritual journey is unique to, to like, it's very personal and so is our relationship with Krishna. So yes, we can choose to follow along with the status quo, but you can also choose not to. And of course, sometimes doing that means that we might face pushback. We might, we will face opposition from those who want to keep things as, as they are. But 
I personally think that resistance is not really a bad thing. It's actually a sign that we we want to push forward. We want to push for growth, um, and I, not just for yourself, but potentially for the whole community. So yeah, I think what I want to say is that don't over underestimate. Sorry, don't underestimate the power of um, individual action, even if our communities, our sanghas, our little yeah preaching program is not ready. Um, our own journey, uh, our own, um, yeah, our own journey can be a catalyst, and we'll have the power to shape our spiritual life. And maybe we can, um, after we've done the work with ourselves, we can definitely ignite some growth at large. And that's, that's again, that's the whole. Uh, topic that I've been discussing with some of you guys about this whole inner journey first like we often try to approach spiritual life as the externals the I need to preach I need to distribute so many books I need to convert others everybody needs to chant Hare Krishna and we always focus on the the growth the 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 missionary activity but what about us I just told someone the other day like have you realized anything like, have you basically realized the books that you're distributing? So there's something that you, we just need to think about internally as well, that if we actually shape ourselves, if we battle with our, with our anarchists and not expect the spiritual society or the spiritual leaders to come and, and fix us, but rather taking ownership for what we do and actually taking a step forward to, I don't know, like, I want to say, like, spiritual responsibility, I think. So if we're spiritual responsible for our own advancement, if we focus on that, then naturally, naturally that will stir our hearts and we will want to give more to others. So, yeah, I think I covered, there's a lot of things I want to say, but I don't want to make this too long. Um, but yeah, the power of no. Um, I think that saying no can be a spiritual act. And it's, 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 it's important to set boundaries um, and, and, and know what, what serves us um, and what doesn't and at different stages of our spiritual life, right? And it just, it's, not, it's not about being negative, but it's also about, I guess the word is selective, uh, about choosing what enriches our spiritual life and, and what doesn't. And also, at times, that also means choosing our association <coughs> wisely on all levels on on an equals with seniors and etc you know sometimes we also have this idea that everybody who's a senior who's a disciple of so and so it's a pure devotee or is a very advanced devotee just because they're old and that's just not the case so we shouldn't be fooled thinking in that uh, in that way um so again you know we have to try to always move on with that thought of you know asking ourselves what fuels our spiritual growth why do i need in this stage and um yeah we got to also watch out for red flags like i don't know spiritual blackmailing emotional abuse manipulation you get the idea these are things that have come from my own experiences and from some of the messages you guys have, you guys have sent so again if you're encountering some of these things it's time to take a step back um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't want to make it long, as I said. It's just some thoughts that I had this morning. 
and also in connection to some of the conversations that I've been having with you guys. Um, I don't know. I hope this episode resonated with you. Um, we've covered a lot of ground. At the same time, I feel that it was quite superficial in, in certain aspects. Like it's just the, the surface and we could go deeper. But uh, I think this is enough for now. Um, remember, it's all about spiritual authenticity and that's what we're trying to explore together in this podcast. And I, I guess if, you're, if, you, if you like what we're putting out there, then I don't know, make sure to follow and send in your questions, comments, feedback, um, criticism to my Instagram at Jewadoy Journals. I'm gonna put it somewhere here. And yeah, because your input really fuels this this community and it keeps this conversation going. So if if also if you're interested in diving deeper, I have a telegram reading group where we are reading and discussing different um the work the works and words of the HRAs and and we try to really dig also deeper into the nitty-gritty of spiritual life. <clears throat> so really good cool stuff happening there and you could benefit from it i think so that's it next up we're gonna dive into the topic of uh guilt uh i think that's another heavy hitter that we all need to unpack together so i don't think you want to miss that hopefully mamutaka will join us for that one soon to ask him but yeah anyways thank you for listening thank you for joining uh, episode 10 of jubadoya talks and until next time i'll see you later